Hi and welcome to the official Good Morning Football podcast. I'm Will Selva and here are the best moments from this week so far at the breakfast table. We had a lot of headlines this week, but none seemed to get the gang excited quite like Khalil Mack being traded to the Bears. Let's hear how it all went down and what it meant for our resident Bears fan. Let's go! Raiders on three! Raiders on three! One, two, three! Raiders! Khalil just read that perfectly. Schmidt got sacked from behind. Sack fumble. Khalil fumble. took the ball away. Khalil ripped it right out of his arms. What a play by Khalil Mack to save points. Intercepted by Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack will get him and drop him. Mack got it from behind. He slips up. Another sack to take the game for the Raiders. <laughs> this is just crazy. There he is. One day after the trade from the Raiders to the Bears, Khalil Mack. Now officially in Chicago, he inked a six-year, $141 million extension after the trade. And he spoke to the media about what he wants to accomplish as a Bear yesterday. I want to be great. I want to be great. I want to be known as one of the best to play the game. And that's what it's all about for me. Uh, regardless of how you look at it, uh, that's what it's all about for me. And I'm going to go out and work hard and make sure I put my stamp on it. I always thought of myself as the best defensive player in the league. And uh, I want to play like the best defensive player in the league. You know what I mean? I want to be the best at what I do. And that's just me. That's just me. That's, that's what comes with Mac. From what he's done, it's, he, he makes us better. That's obvious. Obviously, we become better because as a player, um, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's been the, the, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. So not everybody can say that, regardless of what position you're at. Clomax, one of the best defensive players in the league, but look what they gave up. Quite mm. a haul. They were the only team willing to part with two first-round picks, as we understand, and the Raiders uh, loved that and needed that to make this deal go down. Peter, yeah. how did it unfold, my friend? Let's what, start what, off, don't, what don't we know? What don't you know? Let's start off with Khalil Mack. Matt Nagy said he's the you know, former defensive player there. He's also a former All-Pro at two different positions. He's also 27 years old. He's also in the prime of his career. He's also a great guy on and off the field. So you have this blue-chip guy. He's entering the final year of his contract at the Combine every year in February. A lot of times, agents, representatives will meet with the teams of the guys that are already on their roster and they'll say, all right, we're entering the final year of the contract. Free agency's coming up. Let's get this settled. Max agents met with the Raiders at the Combine. Max agents got an offer from the Raiders at the Combine, okay? The, Ra the Max agents responded with a counteroffer five days later. That's crazy. All right? And they were way off. Mm. Way off to the point that the Raiders said, okay, let's do it. It was a nuclear spring, okay. if you want to talk about it that way. There was no conversation, nothing. Training camp comes around. Mac doesn't show up. He says, I'm not coming. Preseason starts. Mac says, I'm not coming. The Raiders dig their heels in. Max guys dig their heels in. Mac says, I'm willing to miss games in the regular season. And then Friday, 11 a.m., Aaron Donald's contract happens. And suddenly, we have the bar. We know we have some sort of control in the experiment of what this guy is asking for. And the Raiders right there say, well, there's no possible way yeah. mm. we can pay him that money. We already have a $25 million quarterback in Derek Carr. We can't do it. He says he's not showing up. Let's get something. And then the auction begins. Everyone's filled in calls. And I'll give you the teams, guys. About a dozen teams called the Raiders, mm -hmm. uh, called the Raiders about a Mac. A dozen? But only about six were still in it once they found out that Mac needed a new contract after the fact. Those teams, the Browns, 
the Bills, the Jets were very active, the Packers, and here's one for you Bay Area fans, the 49ers were mm. involved on this one. All those teams, but no team was willing to give the package that the Chicago Bears were, and that package was so rich, but in addition to that, they were saying, we will sign him to a new contract that makes him the highest paid defensive player in the league. And oh baby, is he the highest paid defensive player in the league. The Raiders, they looked at it, they come out winners, they get picks and they get to shed that contract. They never have to deal with it because they have their $25 million man. And the Bears, they get theirs, but a lot of teams were involved. The reason the Raiders really were able to make this one though, out of the conference, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of the Bay Area, out of our way. and out of our way. Yeah. They never have to deal with Khalil Mack again. Gruden was classy on his way out. Mack was classy on his way out. But Mack was willing to miss games. Don't ever question that guy's conviction. And now he is with the Bears, and everyone seems happy on both sides, except maybe some of the Raiders fans who are upset this morning. Don't talk about the, Bear, the, the Raiders side of things a little bit later on the show. Now you want to talk about Khalil Mack, but as a, somebody who grew up in Chicago, waking up on Saturday morning was insanity, Shrakes. Mm -hmm. Insane. My phone, Twitter, Instagram blew up. I was not ready for this move. I, I mean, I thought maybe he'd get traded. I was thinking maybe even in the NFC North, I would have picked the Packers, honestly, over Chicago. This was a top 10 defense last year, now adding the best, one of the best defensive players in the league. Are they now an elite top defense in the National Football League? It was wild to see. Aggressive as hell. I see you, Ryan Pace, on the left with that smile. Aggressive as hell. I love it. And you have to think this is, this is now win-now mode for them, mm -hmm. which is sort of wild and what I thought was a, a rebuild. But then you see what Kansas City did with Patrick Mahomes. Small sample size, similar to what we saw with Mitchell Trubisky, even smaller with Mahomes, and building around him because teams now know they've adjusted to the salary cap. Yeah. They know they've got about three, maybe two, maybe mm -hmm. three wins, mm -hmm. three years to yeah. win with Trubisky, and they have that much confidence in him that they pulled this off. Love it. You fired up. I'm so <laughs> Tag me in. Up. Tag me I in. I can't hide City to suburbs. But I don't think it's the worst thing for the Raiders, and I'll get to that later. Okay. We're going to talk a lot of Raiders today, too. Um, I remember when the White Sox traded for Sammy Sosa in 92. I remember when the Bulls traded for Dennis Rodman in 98. When the Bears got Brandon Marshall in 2012, and they got Cutler in 2009. This is more exciting than any of them. By far, and it's because of the time. Guys, the opener is in six days. They're mm. going to Lambo in six yeah. days. I'm, I'm at O'Hare yesterday, okay? I see a dude who has taken the sacred Dick Buckkiss number 51 jersey. I'm not making this up. He's taken the medical tape, he's made the 51 of 52, and he's done the Mac nameplate across the oh back. I exchanged uh, missives with a very, 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 very high ranking Bears official, and he said, We're doing this thing with no regrets. That's our approach. And he doesn't, when he's this thing, he doesn't mean Mac. He means the Bears, okay? These are not your dad's Bears. I have my Uncle Gary in Barrington, may he rest in peace, would go on and on about the Bears won't spend any money and the McCaskies this. This is not that. There is a term in military strategy called a proportional response. Okay. When someone takes out one of your targets, you damn well better take out one of, the, one of theirs or you are a punk, all right? The Vikings bring in Kirk Cousins, pay him a ton of money. The Packers extend Aaron Rodgers for a ton of money. Khalil Mack is the Bears' proportional response. You're right. You took out us. We're taking you back. We're going to carpet bomb the crap out of you. <laughs> That's the Bears. The equalizer. That's right. Khalil Mack in Chicago. You're damn right. You got me. I love it, man. Proportional <laughs> response. The most exciting thing that I could say about this from a player's perspective is that oftentimes players who feel like they're not in position to make the money they want to make, um, whether it's Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald before he got paid, Earl Thomas in Seattle. Yeah is that they get bullied in the contracts. I know people at home say, well, you signed the deal, 
play for the money that you're getting paid. But oftentimes they say, well, I outplayed that money. I deserve more. So it's basically money ball, money ball versus bully ball. And I feel like in this situation, they were trying to play a little money mm-hmm. ball, which certain teams do and certain teams, they win with that. But Khalil Mack said, I'm going to play some bully ball. I'm going to be the bully in this situation. I'm going to sit my butt at home. <laughs> I'm not going to show my hand. And I'm going to have a poker face so cold that you can't tell if I'm not going to show up or not. So let's see who's going to budge. Let's play a little game of chicken. Crazy, right? Let's see who makes it happen. And I love the fact that for the first time in a long time, this doesn't happen a lot where the Raiders say, you know what? We got to deal them. Let's get rid of one of the best players in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's money, money ball versus bully ball. And Khalil Mack won in this one. And I'll finish it with this. My son, Nehemiah, is playing seventh grade football. Last year, he was a sixth grader playing at the eighth grade. So he was a big kid playing with kids that were also big. This is the first time he's playing with kids that are either a little bit under his size or completely underneath his size. He looks like a monster out there. He's unstoppable. He had a scrimmage the last couple of days, and he's the best player on the field. So I'm proud of my Mm -hmm. son. I say all that to say this. Before the practice, I said, Nehemiah, who do you want to be this year? He said, I want to be like Khalil Mack. Really? Because when he's on top of this game, he's unstoppable. And my son, who is pretty good, he's getting there. For the younger generation to look at this man and say he's one of the next unstoppable greats on the football field. And for me as a football player, to know the X's and O's of it, he's one of the best we've seen in a long time. Let's see if they put it together. I'm excited for Khalil Mack to be with the Chicago Bears. Game-wrecking monster in the midway. Another announcement sent shockwaves to the league this week when it was announced Carson Wentz won't be starting for week one. The breakfast table debated what's more important to the Eagles' success, their QB or their defense. Eagles, they're trying to do something that no team has done, guys, since the 2004 Patriots, of course, repeat as Super Bowl champs. It was their defense who got the birds to Minneapolis. Nick Foles, though, who won it once they got there, taking home that Super Bowl MVP. So who plays a bigger role in deciding that Eagles' fate this year? Is it their quarterback or their defense? I would say the quarterbacks. You know, last year, if it wasn't for Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level, um, we wouldn't be talking about these Eagles as one of the best teams going into 2018 season. And of course, Nick Foles playing the absolute perfect backup role. If there was a, a handbook written about what is the backup supposed to do when the starter goes down, it's exactly what Foles did last year. So the question is, now that we didn't see the best of Nick Foles and we didn't see the most of their playbook, what are they going to look like with Nick Foles at the helm? And when does Carson Wentz get back? That's the ultimate question because for what it's worth, they needed both of these guys to play at a high level. Mm-hmm. And for this team to win, they're going to need that once again. It's just in reverse. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a few games for Nick Foles to start the season. Carson Wentz, is he going to start this thing off on mm-hmm. fire? Mm-hmm. Is he going to come in on a heater because he left on a heater? So that's the ultimate, ultimate question. I think that's where I think fans kind of find themselves caught between a rock and a hard place. You know that you want to see Nick Foles play, play successful. Right. But you know that Carson Wentz is your answer to win a Super Bowl. So it's the quarterbacks. I'm going to go with the defense. And, you know, the AFC, the quarterbacks in the AFC, it's Brady, it's Roethlisberger, it's a couple of young guys, it's Luck coming off an injury, it's Rivers. The NFC, if you can indulge me for 30 seconds, the quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Great. Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, Mitchell Trubisky, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Alex Smith, Eli Manning, mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. either Bradford or Rosen, and then Russell Wilson. So at some point, true. you're going to have to stop these guys yeah. if you're going to be the king of the NFC. And I don't know if that defense is the one that is going to be able to stop those 15 other quarterbacks. <laughs> you can indulge me all you want here, but that Eagles defense was what did it at the end. They stopped Case Keenum when they needed to. Matt Ryan was stopped when they needed him to. And if you go right through the regular season, they put the brakes on Dak. 
They did a wonderful job against Eli, and in all those big games that they won, the defense showed up. I'm going with that Eagles defense, led by mm. Mr. 55, Brandon Graham. Hey. Nobody believes in us getting that strip at the end. Just so I can make sure they heard you and the underdogs yes. can hear you clearly. Come on. You don't know if that defense can stop those other quarterbacks. Right. Just for the tape for their Super Here Bowl. Here we go Fine. again. Peterson. Here we go. Hey, Doug Peterson, use it however you want. <laughs> and you know he will. You know it's He's probably already being edited. Kind of the fact that I said it, and yeah, it was all it, Brandon Graham's three different layers. Yeah. Bomb, yeah. When you lay out the NFCs, like with respect to these guys, they don't have like a Darnold or a Peterman, like, like unproven yes. guys. Like everybody has their spurs or their. They're not facing guys. Nathan Peterman week one. I understand what you're saying. However, Go that's on. why I think that they need the quarterbacks. Yeah. I, if you look at what made these Eagles special with respect to that defense, it was just special quarterback play. Yeah. Whether it was the MVP of Wentz or the Disney movie that was Nick Foles, yeah. I think it has to be the quarterbacks. And let me say this. I saw someone ask this on Twitter this morning. To me, they said, are you disappointed that it looks like Wentz will not be out there for the opener? And I would say, not at all. In fact, to be candid, I'm actually kind of relieved. I I'm relieved, and I would just say, if he needs a week, if he needs a month, take the year off. And I really mean that. You really that. believe that? Yes, I do. You tell, I, I mean, you talk to a yes, Colts fan. You think Andrew Luck, they were happy that he was gone all that time? I think they're happy that they'll have him for years to come. And I think Carson Wentz is a better player than Andrew Luck. I do. And I think he's younger. Ooh. And Carson, they think they have Aaron Rodgers and Wentz. But imagine if Rodgers started from the beginning. So yeah. this is a season. If, I hope they win the Super Bowl for them, and that's great. This is about winning a Super Bowl with these guys 10 years from now with Carson mm. Wentz. In 2028, I want my kid going to high school wearing a Wentz jersey. Wow. You cannot be too cautious. He's I'm not disappointed. I'm relieved. This is everything. He's you their Brady. Your time. I've yeah. seen too many guys okay, come back week one and get broken. I don't want it. Week one, week five, week ten, when he's ready, not a second sooner. This team does not make it out of the gauntlet that is the NFC without quarterback and defense. And this, that, this argument is moot because this is exactly why they won the Super Bowl yeah. last year. The strengths on both sides of the yeah, ball. Both. Prediction week is here. GMFB looked at the season ahead to make their guesses for everything from Coach of the Year to NFC Playoff teams in 2018. Check out who the Goof Troop picked for their top honors of the season. We're each going to call our shot. We're going to pick who we think is going to be Coach of the Year. We know Sean McVay won Coach of the Year over some worthy opponents, Doug Peterson, Doug Marone, amongst many others. Kyle, <laughs> who is going to be the 2018 Coach of the Year, call your shot. Peter, I'm going to call my shot, and I'm going to go to a head coach who is brand new, and boy, does he have himself a brand new pass rusher in the Windy City. Okay. Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears will be the Coach of the Year. I can see it in my crystal ball. Show me that swaggy Nagy, baby. Miss Cleo, <laughs> give it to me. There he is. Guys, I can only bring back first-person experience from Chicago. We've seen Doug Peterson run real tight this week. We've seen Nick Saban run real tight. I can tell you how incredibly loose Matt Nagy is. I'm sitting yeah. there after our show on Friday. I go into the cafeteria where they have breakfast. I'm sitting there having some hash browns and some bacon, talking with some of the PR Drinking people. Drinking a Royal Cola. Sure, RC, I love it. All of a sudden, I get a little tap on my shoulder. And I say, what's up, man? And I look, and it is Coach Nagy, who is so chill. He's got his little burrito, whatever, so <laughs> relaxed. This is the day before they're about to trade two first-round picks. <laughs> Shooting the, the bleep with me, how's the show, everything. On the conference call with the Bears coaching staff, I go, Coach, I'm only going to ask you two Roquan questions. No, you've got I was like, dude, ask me anything you want. I'm cool. He is so loose. And, guys, the Andy Reid coaching tree, just – 
Stop me if you hear someone successful. <laughs> Doug Peterson, any any good there? John Harbaugh, yes. Ron Rivera, coach yeah. here. Sean McDermott took him Check. one year to get to Bills to the playoffs. The Bears have had eight wins combined the last two years. The bar is low. Matt Nagy will coach them to the coach of the year with at least that many wins. Love it. I love it. that right there. That's awesome, man. All right, well, I'm going to go in, and I've been showing this team some love this offseason. I feel like here's a coach that can change things around. Steve Wilkes with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I know we're going to talk about the offense, of cool. course. Bradford, and they got Rosen. And we can keep talking about Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the best in the business. DJ David Johnson is back, and he's going to do his thing. He said he's going to get 1K and 1K in the air and on the ground. Mm. And then defensively, we know it's led by Patrick Peterson. Chandler Jones is an absolute monster. This preseason, 17 takeaways, mm. which led the NFL. 14 sacks this preseason, which is tied for third. So, of course, Steve Wilkes bringing that pedigree of being a defense coordinator. They were ranked seventh last year when he was with the Panthers. You know, one of my favorite movies is kind of a nutty comedy from 1987, Raising Arizona. So, sure. I feel like Nick the Arizona, guy. Yeah, big Nick Cage guy. I feel like they can be raising Arizona with all that talent around them. And just like in that movie, they haven't birthed the actual championship. Yeah. So, sometimes you got to go steal it, just like oh, they stole the baby in the movie. So, you got to go steal it from the Seahawks. You got to go steal okay. it from the Rams. And, of course, the upcoming 49ers. McVay got it last year following some distance array with the coaching yeah. staff the year before so I'm going to go Pat Shermer a 3-13 team wow. he took over yeah. and a lot of the players yeah. and especially the media here in New York put it on the coaching staff he got Odell Beckham Jr. two by in there's a lot of allure around this team just offensively I think they do make a postseason run and when you go from 3-13 to the playoffs you should be coach of the year. absolutely mm, okay. I'm going to stay on the east coast I'm going down in the AFC though you all picked three first year coaches yep. I'm taking a third year coach I'm going with Adam Gase of the Miami Dolphins. Okay. I go back to That's two cool years ago. Adam Gase had the Dolphins winning. There were seven of eight winners, and Ryan Tannehill went down, and it hasn't been the same since. Last year, a hurricane affected the start of their season, yeah. a literal hurricane. This year, they got rid of Sue. They got rid of Pouncey. They got rid of Jarvis. Everyone is writing off the Dolphins except this guy. He is confident that they can go back. I think the Dolphins are a sneaky team in the AFC and a sneaky team to challenge the Patriots in the AFC East this year in Adam Gase, I trust. I would love to hear from fans out there. Yeah. Who's your prediction for Coach of the Year? Tweet us at hashtag GMFB. Put who the name is, maybe a little bit of an explanation. We'll put it on the show. Absolutely. Adam, Adam Gase. Gase. He's the, the perfect my where the highway guy. Some people <laughs> say it, but he's for real. Not here. We're going to predict who we think will take home the 2018 Defensive Player <laughs> okay. of the Year Award. Baddest man on the planet. Let's look at the recent winners here. J.J. Watt, three out of four. Ooh. Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, of course. Troy Palomalo, Charles Woodson. James Harrison won mm -hmm. it. Terrell Suggs. Just a couple of DBs. Guys, yeah. that's a pretty esteemed mm -hmm. list. Aaron Donald now back with the Rams, but I'm going to start us off. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Earlier this offseason, I made a very bold claim. I claimed a player was going to lead the league in sacks and break the single-season sack record, and it was this guy. Yeah! Hey. Number 97 for the Vikings. I am standing behind it. They have loaded up on offense. They have also loaded up on defense. They got a first-round draft pick at corner. They brought in Linval jo they, I'm sorry. They brought in Sheldon Richardson yep. to join Linval Joseph. They just got George Iloka. They're there is help. such a loaded defense, and that guy is the longest-tenured Viking. Mm. He has been through it all. Mm. He just got paid, and I think he might be the best pass rusher in all of football. I am going with Everson Griffin up there in the Great White North. The Vikings defense will be loaded this year, and that guy is going to lead the way. Here's the number. 24 sacks How many in one How season. Many? 24 sacks. It's never been done. He will do it this year. 24. 24 sacks. Ridiculous right. prediction time. You a fool. Carry I magic. fool with it. Nate, who you got? All right, I like that. All right, so yeah. I'm trying to figure out an absolute game changer, someone that can constantly be around the ball, get to the ball. 
And as I'm thinking about the individual that I want to predict to be defensive player of the year, I'm looking at the cornerback position. And for me, what you got it's man? one of the best in the game. It's Marcus Peters, Whoa! baby. Yeah, Rams. with the LA Rams. Listen, since 2015, 19 interceptions. All right, 19 interceptions, 55 PBUs. All right, that is the most in the NFL since 2015. He has forced six fumbles. He's landed on five of those, which is number That's one awesome. in the game. The stats. And when you look at the individuals in front of him, of course, Aaron Donald, we just got him back, baby. You don't think he's going to come to work? Oh, and Dominic Sue is a beast. And pick your poison. You want to go keep the leader, Marcus Peters. I just feel like when I say he's going to get the CTC, I ain't talking about Simmons whole crunch. Mm. I'm talking about the corner triple crown. That's interceptions, mm. PBUs. Mm and then force fumbles. Okay. I'm going to say that guy right there is going to change the game this year once again. With the pieces in front of him, he's going to do his thing. Marcus Peters, I see you. I love it. Hey, that's a prediction. All right, I had a system for this. It's not all anarchy with me. I tried to think of who I think will have the best defense okay. and then who is their best player. So come on, give me that crystal ball, Miss Cleo. Come on, go ahead, honey. <laughs> Show it to me, honey. Here we go. Player of the year will come from the Baltimore Ravens, C.J. Mosley. Now, here's the thing about C.J. Mosley. I don't know how many jerseys he sells. I don't care. I don't know if he's on Instagram. I don't care. I don't see a lot of his picture here around the NFL experience. Here's what I do know. He is coming off a season which he had a career high in every major category. He was second team all pro. Like he's that. not a household name. He's still on his rookie year, rookie deal rather, the fifth and final year. Ooh. And he is one of the best players in all of football at any position with no exposure, no shine. CJ Mosley this year will be the year. He's only been one linebacker in the last 12 years. Back going back to Erlacher and Keekley. CJ Mosley, this is the year in the middle of that Ravens defense, he becomes a household name. And we're going to see him here at the experience. And at the breakfast. I love it. CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley. Yeah, Odell shot. Beckham, you're going to rip that down and put up Mosley. Mosley is going to be the doorman of this institution. I love that <laughs> prediction. For mine, I'm going to go with a guy who really fills up the stat sheet, but he also does all the little things that don't show up on the stat sheet. This is a guy out of... New Orleans, my pick for Defensive Player of the Year. I love it. Oh, Jordan. Oh, 13 sacks last year. He led all defensive linemen guys with 11 pass breakups. He also forced two fumbles. I think the addition of Marcus Davenport is going to be huge. On the other side, it only helps him. The fact that they have two almost elite corners. I think their corners are actually really good. Crawley, of course, and Lattimore coming off an awesome rookie season are going to make quarterbacks hold on to the ball a little bit longer, and Cam is going to get to work. And you just really have to ask him. He knows what time it is. He knew it's Super Bowl. For those who are saying it's a slam dunk for Calais Campbell, what would be the argument for yourself, Cameron Jordan? If it's slammed up for Calais Campbell, it's got to be a triple-double for me. Hey. I'm all about this triple-double. You know, I was, like, yeah. playing around this season. I was, like, I was like, I'm pretty close uh, to something like a triple-double. Um, you know, you go sacks, tackles for yeah. loss, pass deflections. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody sort of filled up the stat sheet like I did this uh -huh. year. And he came on our show even after that recently, and you could just tell that he's got the chip on his shoulder. He thinks he was robbed, and he's coming for that crown. Woo. Okay, Cam. Now we go to the NFC playoff picture. We've heard it on Twitter all morning long about our AFC picks. Let's predict the NFC. Nate, it's not easy. We need your division winners and the two wild cards. Someone is going to be left out that is probably very worthy. All right, no. let me do this, okay? You heard of the Magic 8-Ball. Here's the Magic Nate Ball. Okay. We're going to go with the division champs first. And starting off in the NFC, we're going to go with the Rams. 
the Vikings, the Saints, and the Eagles, the Rams, of course, averaging almost 30 points a game. The Vikings, I'm hoping that the Kirk Cousins experiment, that it, it bodes them well and that they're still as dominant as ever. And, of course, the Saints and the Eagles, you got to respect the Eagles because they are the returning champs. In the wild card right here, this is something that might shock you guys. We're going to start off with my former team, the Lions. Really? And then Whoa. the Giants. Okay, like, Nate. I'm just sitting at home like, what are you talking about? The boogeyman is back in Green Bay. That is true. But listen, I feel like there can be two 10-win teams, and the Lions will have the advantage in the head-to-head matchups because they will have a better running game, and mm. they will keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. So that's why they will have the nod going into the wild Only card. one team in the NFC South, yep. the Saints, go to the playoffs. No Falcons, nope. no Panthers. Nope. Burleson, it's I love it. It's interesting because the chatter coming out of Detroit in the preseason has is, is not been real good. I and know. the local media are saying it was, a, it was not inspired, they're yeah. not ready, but that could be gone like that. We've it's heard that before. Yeah. All right. You know I mean? that's, wow. that's bold. My turn. You said to Matt get into Stafford's the, more important than Khalil Mack. Yeah, to get into the cauldron yeah. here. Let's go. All right. Here we go. Here are my division champions hmm. this year. Peter's picks. What do you got, Peter? Ball. I had a shocker in the AFC with the Dolphins going. Let's see what I got here. NFC. My sources you, say no. Division winners. <laughs> Eagles. Vikings, Rams, Panthers. Panthers. I think Carolina keeps pounding. They win the NFC South. And then my wild card picks. Let's see. What do I got out of the wild card? I do believe another NFC South team is going to go, but it's probably not the one (laughs) you guys are. You guys. Better be the right one. You guys. I'm going going, going to the Packers. No Saints. No Saints. No Saints Saints is my shocker. As explosive as they are. Somebody's got to be left out. Somebody's got to be left out. You can only pick six. I am not going Saints. I think Rodgers. Gets the Packers back into the dance, and I think the Falcons and the Panthers go. The Saints do not. They were a play away. They sure were. Not everybody gets it. Not everyone can make it, Mm. Nate. I know. Can I tell you something, Peter? I don't think your picks are going to be right. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because the front runners, it's a little chalky. I don't think it's going to go okay. that way. So what do you got? Let's go. Let's get bold, big guy. And look, I don't want to be like the anarchist <laughs> here, guy. but like, it just doesn't oh. work out though. So Are you about to flip a table in here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. Go there. I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to go with my gut. It served me well. In the NFC, the division winners will be Green Bay, oh. Philadelphia, Atlanta, San, San Francisco. Francisco. I love it. I'm taking a shot. I'm going to take a shot, and we will oh, continue the conversation Kyle. momentarily with San Francisco. I have my Good. reasons. Love it. Who I like the, the coach, card? and Come I like your the boy. quarterback. Come get your boy. Everybody freeze this. We'll do a segment called Come Get Your Boy in Six Months and see what boy <laughs> comes to be got. Wild card. How about this? Saints, Bears. Bears. I think the Bears are wow. going to be in. I believe the Bears will have a top five defense. I believe the Bears will have a top five oh, yeah. running game. And I think Mitchell Trubisky, as Kyle Long puts it, will be allowed to let his freak flag yeah. fly Woo-hoo. under the new coach. Andy Reid's coaching guys, they don't fall on their faces. Matt Nagy will yeah. be good. My big takeaway, no that, Vikings. Yeah. No Vikings. They back up the Brinks truck and they don't make the playoffs. No Vikings? Which team are you talking the about? The Cousins? The Vikings? Yeah, I don't think the Vikings get in. defense for the Vikings? Listen, the Vikings are great, guys. Oh, I oh, love the Vikings. They're Not running. everybody can get in, but San Francisco. I know Kyle. it seems nuts, and I know on September 4th it's nuts. I think Garoppolo is going to be fantastic. Over the Rams. Fantastic. Over the Rams in Seattle? In Arizona with David Johnson? It's too hard. Listen Any to meeting me. mighty mo is the way to do it's this. Very, I, no, think I just love Rams, attacking you because that's what we do Nobody comes into the NFL and just takes the whole thing over. 
Sean McVay is not going to win 10 Super Bowls in the next 12 years. <laughs> there are lumps to be taken. I don't care how good you are. Hey, I believe in I Garoppolo. I believe in Shanahan. It. It's fine. I love it. We'll see. Maybe I'll look like an imbecile. A little courage. Okay, well, thank you. Adams, bring us home. Everyone else All right, strong. my divisional champs, let's break out the Kyle, crystal come get your ball, girl. She's going to say something crazy. I'm not going to say anything crazy. Is everyone saying stuff that's Just crazy. Just be honest. What do you think? My picks for the NFC, if I have to decide today, based on confidence factor, based on playmakers, okay. and oh, complete oh. balance of teams. Oh! got to have the Vikings. I'm completely in on Irmer, Shula, and everybody okay. on the Giants. They crushed my heart last year, so hopefully they're back. Saints, I think, could finish the job this year, and people sleep on the Cardinals. Moving on to the wild card. I'm going to go with... We got Kay. Come on! The Green Bay and the Panthers. Okay. Panthers, good. I'm leaving the Falcons out of this one. I think with the Giants playing the way they are on offense, and I think that with the Falcons, uh, they're the odd men out. Three teams aren't going to make it out Eagles. of that division. Eagles no are Eagles. out. Eagles it are happens. out. Okay, cards are in. I just feel like you guys rep the Eagles so well that maybe I'll add to that that reel that they have where they're talking <laughs> about people not believing in them and being underdogs. Yeah. I think they'll be great, but with them having questions at quarterback, I think the offense for the Panthers is being slept on a little bit. Camp's never really been surrounded by the level of talent he has that's now that's healthy. Greg Olson back healthy. Curtis Samuel healthy for the first time. Okay. I think this is the year of McCaffrey, and I don't even have to talk about the defense because it's always top 10 year in, year out. I'm I'm taking taking the take you the beauty. We got so much. Go, Let me go, give you the, go, my go, beauty go, of this, go on, go on. as many people at this table took the Giants to make the playoffs as the Rams to make the playoffs. Yeah. And the Rams are the overwhelming Super Bowl favorite everywhere else you look. I love this table, and I love the courage all three of you had. <laughs> Thanks, Drake. The false thing worries me a little bit. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll admit it and say it if I'm wrong. That I, I'm happy to be wrong. I want to be wrong because I want the storyline of yeah. him coming and crushing it. But in the NFC, it is such a tight yeah. race mm. that if you get off to a slow start, and if they do that, they're lost. Okay. No, hold on. I got to hear this. Yeah. We got curveballs in the NFC West. I took San Francisco. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the Arizona pick. Why Cardinals? I just like I went with the underdogs. I feel yeah. like everybody. Ta- I mean, you clearly did too. Sure. Uh, out west, taking the the Niners. Yeah. I just feel like I like Wilkes. You picked him as your Coach of the Year yeah. nominee. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, great. David Johnson. We we talked about wide receiver duos. We didn't even think about that wide DJ receiver yeah. running back running back duo, yeah. and they are definitely up in. Patrick and I didn't, Peterson, I didn't think about them. Chandler Jones led the league in sacks yeah. last year, so I feel like they're also built. They're built on both sides of the ball, giving like me it. confidence. Okay, I'm not mad at it. Hey, one team that none of us picked. Go not on. one of us picked. What do you got? Your Dallas Cowboys mm. did not make the table oh at God. all. I Now I know why we did this segment. You wanted to do this segment, didn't this you? Look how crazy. excited this he is. is. Chaos. America's team. It's amazing. Snake in the grass. I hope just one of us hits. Peter's Dolphins, or Kay's Cardinals, or my Niners, yeah. or Nate, it was all chalk. No one had the Jaguars <laughs> last year. You're right. True. Somebody's got to hit with the Bills. And finally, week one is here, so the breakfast crew broke down the biggest games. Who will have the best highlight reel? Where will the biggest upset take place? Well, it is time for journalism school. Right. That's what we do here on Wednesdays. We have some journalism 101. You know, the who, the why, the when, the what, the whatever. So here's how it works. I've got some big-time questions. You guys have big-time answers. Let's do this. Looking at the schedule. How good who? does that look, Kay? <laughs> That's a slate of games this weekend. Ah! Preseason? Schrager, relax. Real football. Relax. Who has the best highlights from week one? Is that where you were like the first day of math class? Oh, my God. Look at all of those equations. Look at that abacus. Love it. <laughs> what do you guys got? Um, I'll jump into Sunday at, at 1 o'clock on the, on the first page of all those beautiful games. And I'm just going to look at the guy in my household who's known as Pirate Money, and it's Alvin Kamara. Guys, we know he's out there solo, no Ingram. 
Do you know what he did to Tampa last year? Tampa Bay is going to be out there. This was the jogging kick return game. Week 17, I was there. This was, Peter was there on the sideline. I'm sure he was wearing Nate's jacket looking great. Peter did not look as good as Alvin oh. Kamara, who just decided to jog out a kick return. Then when he played Tampa Bay in New Orleans, he hand-planted for a touchdown. His, uh, here we go. This is a kick return against the best players in the world. And right here, he already knows he's gone. So let me just throttle this down and save the gas. Wow. I'm gone. 70 yards from the end zone. Okay. He dials into a jog. Yeah. He did it at home. He did it away. Alvin Kamara's going to see the ball a lot against Tampa. And I think Pirate Money's going to put on a show. Ooh. All right. Well, listen, you mentioned Pirate Money. Um, the guy that I, I want to see, he's not going to be running around like Captain Sparrow uh, in okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. But, he's <laughs> well, but he will be running around like one of the best quarterbacks we've seen. You know, similar shades of Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, but a better passer. I'm looking at Russell Wilson up okay. against the Denver Broncos, man, the 425 game. Just think about this for a second. Okay. Russell Wilson dropping back in the pocket. He looks. Chris Harris is playing good defense. He's like, all right, let me check the field. He goes and he scans the rest of the defense. Off of one edge comes Von Miller. He's like, mm. whoop, let me hit this guy with a spin. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Is that Bradley Chubb? Let me hit him with the one-two step like Sierra. Shout out to Sierra. And then he gets in the end zone. Gotcha. That right there is going to be a highlight in itself. Russell Wilson versus those three individuals are going to give us highlights that we'll be talking about the rest of the week. He's only played Von one time in his career. It was four years ago, and Von got him. And Von got him. <laughs> and that defense has gotten better, mm. especially with Bradley Chubb. So I'm looking at Russell Wilson. I can't wait for a healthy Russell Wilson to start the season. And I hope, I hope, just for the sake of letting me see a little bit of chaos, that pocket collapses so I can see him in Start the show. Oh, my goodness. Russell Wilson did beat the Broncos in a Super Bowl. Talk about didn't play. <laughs> I know. I play He's got to feel good. Uh, Best highlights. 4.30 p.m. So 4.25 is the kickoff for mine. But 4.30 p.m., I'm going to be at an ironing board just straightening out the creases of a gold jacket because oh this guy will be throwing the football Patrick Mahomes hey! takes the field, taking on that charge. Look, this is a no-look pass. He's looking right, but the ball goes left. What? That's what he does. <laughs> what? Did, you see, did you see a 70-yard pass that he had in the preseason? A 70-yard pass in the air, not a 30-yard pass and a 40-yard run. This guy is going to wow us, and I don't know if they win. The Chargers are really good. The game's in L.A. But Patrick Mahomes is going to have a highlight Unlike any other player in the league, he's going to have one pass in this game that is going to blow you away and it will be looping on Twitter all night long. Mm. The Potomac bomb is upon us. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is here. I like that, and there is context to it. The My Choice is also context to Deshaun Watson. Last year, up against New England. That was a... That was a show. He put on a show going blow for blow with the most successful quarterback of all time. And, you know, he got caught at the end, Tom Brady, with that beautiful pass. Not his fault. To Cooks, exactly. But he went blow for blow. This is part two up in Foxborough. Is there a changing of the guard? What would happen if the Texans go in there with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson and beat the brakes off of the Pats? Explosions. It would be crazy. <laughs> Earthquake. And I love it. All right, Journalism 101. Next up, what will be the best one-on-one -on -one matchup in week one, Kyle? All right, so I'm going to take that beautifully ironed and steamed and pressed yellow jacket that Patrick Mahomes is going to wear. Yes. And Joey Bosa is going to rip the sleeves off of it. Give me the Chargers pass rush against Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to make Mahomes' nickname be the Rooster. Well, Bosa is coming to snuff the Rooster. <laughs> yeah, Allison James. James. Dirt. <laughs> uh, listen, it's one thing to see Mahomes throw it around and the, be the white chocolate of the NFL, and he can throw it really, really far. 
How can he throw it when he is wearing about 270 pounds of Joseph Bosa? It is the pit boss versus the rooster. Oh, Joey, don't do Peterman like that. Oh, my goodness. I'm into the Chargers pass rush versus that young Chiefs quarterback. I like that right there. All right, well, I'm going with uh, running back versus a linebacker. We got. I'm going with Saquon, New York, Barkley versus Telvin. Ten toes oh. down. Ring the bell, Nate. Ring Come it. on, fam. Ring it. Listen, my guy Saquon, we saw glimpses in the preseason. We was like, hold up, wait a minute. What about that speed? But what about the speed of this man right here? Telvin Smith, possibly the fastest linebacker in the game, the most entertaining in the game, can do it all. Sideline to sideline, goalpost to goalpost. And what do you think is going to happen as soon as Saquon hits that second level? <laughs> Telvin Smith is going to be coming downhill. Okay. And he's going to put that shoulder pad right in the middle of his chest. And he's going to say, welcome to the league. Rookie. Welcome to the jungle. Tell him he's got big legs. Have you seen him go on the golf course? He's got big legs. Tell him I got your legs right here. What? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking at this matchup. This is going to be a heavyweight bout, and I'm looking forward to it. I love the feistiness of a corner wide receiver matchup. And when you got Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham, yep. that's pretty good. But there's another one going on down in New Orleans this weekend. Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans do not have good blood. It. Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans had an incident last year where Jameis Winston tapped Marshawn Lattimore's oh, yeah. head, yep. and then Evans came from nowhere, blasted him. He got fined, suspended, all that. I think these two have no, no good blood going between them. This is as feisty as it gets. And unlike Jalen and Odell, where there's a bit of a rock star versus superstar kind of fun, this is yeah. for the WWE fans, this one here is real. You know, like this one, these guys right. don't like each other. And after Lattimore was defensive rookie of the year, I think Evans wants to put one on him. I cannot wait for these two to go at it again. I love it. I'm going to go with Miles mm. Garrett here because he has an unrequited unlove for You're Ben right. Roethlisberger. Right. At the draft, yeah. he said, Big Ben, yo. You're at the top of my list of quarterbacks I want to sack. And then, well, there was this, but we don't have to get there yet. Then what? Week one last week when the Browns faced the Steelers. Yep. Garrett didn't play. Yep. Week 17 when they faced each other. Big Ben set out and didn't play. <laughs> he wants to put him through Shreddy Vetter. Damn right he does. And Shreddy Money. And all of the Shreddies. And we get to see that finally come to fruition week one. Miles and Ben and Shredward Norton. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a great call. Guys, journalism 101. You can play along at home at hashtag GMFB. Where will the biggest upset take place week one, Peter? I, you know, I don't know. Right now, I think these guys are pretty much a pick em, but I would look at the Seattle Seahawks to kind of shock the world a little bit and say, you know what, we're here. It's not that they're going to beat the Denver Broncos because they might, they might. I think the Seahawks are going to look very competent, and I think everyone expects the Seahawks to fall off completely. But I'm looking at Denver, where everyone is very high on the Broncos right now, and I think the Seahawks team, everyone's writing off. I can see the Seahawks coming in and shocking the world, beating the Broncos week one. All right, well, Kay, earlier you mentioned Deshaun Watson having the best highlights, and you said, what if the Texans shocked the world? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying what if. I'm saying they will. Really? I'm saying the Texans with their additions, with guys being healthy, of course, on the defense side of the ball and on the offense side of the ball, I feel like this is their opportunity. Peter, you always say when young teams, the underdogs come in, we're here. How about the biggest knocking down the door, mm -hmm. beating the Patriots? You got close last year, but nobody cares if you get close in football. We don't care about that. Only time close matters is hand grenade and horseshoes. That's it. Let's go win a game. And this is the biggest one of the season. Sean Watson. You haven't arrived yet, but you beat Tom Brady. Ooh. First game of the season. My brother, you here, baby. <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised, which is sort of wild. So sometimes, you know, we can all dream, can't we? Sure. Here's what I, I dream to happen, Nate. I dream that Sunday night football, week one, Lambeau Fields, the Bears have a late lead, and Khalil Mack comes in and he sacks Aaron Rodgers, and the Bears get the win Ooh. over the Green Bay Packers. The Bears have won once in their last 
nine meetings. They've only won once nine times, Kyle. Chicago reference. Chicago reference. <laughs> Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. You know it. Uh, so that's what I want to see. It takes place in Lambeau. I think that they could upset the Packers. Last week, last year, week one, Matt Nagy's offense was busy just going up and down the field in Foxborough against the Patriots. Guys, there's some great picks. I could do Buffalo beating Baltimore. I could do Sam Darnold and the Jets beating the Lions. But anything is possible in week one. We saw it last year. Give We're going to see it one. this year. Where was the last professional football game that we really watched and the whole world was watching? It was in the city of Minnesota where the same upset will take place this year, where the San Francisco 49ers mm. are going to go and beat the Vikings on the road. I'm here for it. I believe in Garoppolo. I believe in Shanahan. And I think they're going to shock the Skull Nation. <laughs> Purple surprise, everybody. Garoppolo still hasn't lost a game. Right. Peter, you look flummoxed. I, I, without Jet McKinnon, I can't wait to see because it was going to be the McKinnon revenge game. But no, no, no. Garoppolo, whoever's uh, back there, you're taking. I, I feel like, like that you're white saying? dude in the gif. He's like, what? Mm -hmm. What? And I feel like Kermit, baby. Ooh, <laughs> that green dude in the we'll gif. See you Monday. That was a solid start to our season with Journalism 101. Uh, Thanks for tuning into the Good Morning Football Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on all our channels and come back tomorrow for some more fun. So from all of us here at GMFB, have a good morning and a great day.